Vichan Sham Yisrael Neged Ahal Ki Ish Echad Belev Echad Shalom Shalom Lekulam Shalom and Chag Sameach This is uh, Rabbi David Aaron from Jerusalem Rosh Hashiva of Oraita and I'd like to explore some deep ideas and appreciations using Birkata Torah I once heard a comedian make a cute little joke he pointed out that uh, when he started reading about the dangers of smoking and alcohol, it became clear to him that he immediately needed to stop reading. And I uh, bring that up because, uh, you know, sometimes when people read Torah and they see all the rules and the restrictions in Torah, so then what they begin to think is, well, maybe I should stop reading Torah. Well, I would like to understand what is it that we're celebrating? What is the gift that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us? And how do we succeed in receiving Torah in our lives? And it's really brilliant how every single day we have Birkata Torah, the blessings of the Torah that actually prime us and prepare us to be able to receive Torah in our lives every single day. And so I'd like to take a look at the text. My assumption is most of you know this text by heart. It's the beginning of Shachrit, the morning service. And... Uh, Let's look at this text and understand what our Chachamim, what our sages have taught us about what it takes to Mechabel to really receive Torah in our lives. So the first, the bracha says, Baruch Atah Hashem, Elokeinu Melech HaOlam, Blessed are you Hashem, King of the Universe. Asher kidishanu b'mitzvotah v'tzivanu la'asok b'divrei Torah. Now I'm not going to go into the beginning of that bracha very deeply, although that itself would be a sheer and worthwhile someday doing. But first of all, what does the word Baruch mean? Very often people think the word Baruch means thank you. Baruch does not mean thank you. We know how to say thank you. We know how to say thank you. Baruch is you, Hashem, are the source of bracha. And I am recognizing that what I'm about to eat or what I'm about, the activity I'm about to engage in, the mitzvah I'm about to do, is a bracha in my life. And what is a bracha? A bracha is abundance. It's, it's wealth. You know, to be rich, it could take many, many years to be rich, but it doesn't take long to be wealthy. To be wealthy is a spiritual experience by recognizing what you have. And so many things in our lives, very simple things in our lives, could be a source of tremendous wealth. So every time we say, Baruch Atah Hashem, blessed are you Hashem, we are recognizing you Hashem are the source of abundance, you Hashem are the source of wealth. And what I'm about to participate in, whether it's food or whether it's learning or whether it's doing a mitzvah, is a tremendous experience of wealth in my life coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. All right? And what is that wealth? You've made us holy through your mitzvot. We have become whole. The Zohar says the Kadosh is Shlemasa, it's wholeness. And Hashem, through His mitzvahs, enables us and empowers us to become whole people, complete people. Now there's something very strange here, because we would think that it would say, Lilmod Torah. In the text of the Ashkenazic Sidur, it says, Lasok Torah. And it's telling us something, I think, really important. That if you want to receive Torah in your life, then you have to stop studying it. It's not something you study. 
There's lots of subjects that you can study, and they're very worthwhile subjects, for sure. But Torah, to succeed in Torah, it's not a subject, it's not a book that you study, but La Sok Bidivei Torah. What does it mean, La Sok Bidivei Torah? La Sok Bidivei Torah means that I am involved in Torah. I am busy with Torah. I'm immersed in Torah. The word Esek is like a business. And, and for a person to really receive Torah in their life, it has to be their business. It's not some sideline. It's not some hobby. It's not something they do on the weekends. It's really my business. And just like a businessman takes so much interest and concern and is very immersed in his business in order to succeed in that, in order for us to succeed in Torah in our lives, then Torah has to be more than simply a study. It has to be a process of immersion. I'm immersed in the Torah. And why is that so important? Because the Torah is not a book. The Torah, you might say, actually would be better described as a letter from a Kaddish Baruch Hashem is giving us a letter. And what's in this letter? It's really a love letter from Kaddish Baruch And just like if a person were to receive a letter from their beloved, what would they do? They wouldn't just simply read it, read, rip it open and just start speed reading through it. They realize that, that every word is precious to them. And when they would open that letter, or in an email, <laughs> when they would open that letter, they would possibly even hear the voice of their beloved. And they'd hear their voice of their beloved, and they would read, and they would, they would get inside that letter. They would be involved in that letter. They wouldn't read it from a distance. They would be involved in that letter. And the first reading we'll call Pshat, the simple understanding. But then we go deeper and realize there's more than that. There's also a drush. They, they first said this, my loved, beloved said that, and then what about this, and then they went to that, and I begin to realize that me, my beloved is communicating even deeper the, through the lines and through the structure. And then I go even deeper, and I realize that there's some hints, and I start looking at the way they've written their letters and, and the slant of the letters, and so there's hints in their letters, and then there's secrets in their letters. And we start to count every 49 letter, and it spells. Don't count my letters, but okay. In the Torah, we are connecting with the Kaddish Baruch. It's more than just a book. It's a deep connection. I remember in my secular studies in high school, we had many textbooks, but there was never any discussion of who wrote these textbooks. I knew that they were published by somebody by the name of Macmillan, McMaster, all the mix. But, well, but, but who wrote this? Didn't matter who wrote this. Why did it matter who wrote this? Because it wasn't about connecting with the author. The material. And what if we found out that that author, that author who wrote that biology book is now in jail? I'm not sure they would stop reading that biology book because it's not about connecting with the author. But Torah is not something you study. Torah is something you immerse yourself in because in the immersion of Torah, you are actually connecting with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. You are connecting with Hashem through, through, through the Torah. It's a whole different experience. It's a whole different experience. And so too, when a person is immersed in Torah, what basically happens is I heard one of my Rebbe's once said that when you daven, you talk to Hashem. But when you're immersed, when you're osek bidivrei Torah, then you hear the voice of Hashem. Hashem speaks to us through the learning of Torah. And how does Hashem speak to us through the learning of Torah? Because the chidushim, you know, I, I pick up 
a pasuk and I start to say, well, what does this pasuk mean and how does it flow from the last pasuk? And I start to contemplate and I meditate and I start to think. And then suddenly drops my head, you know? This, this could be what it means. This could be what it means. So the truth is, my Rebbe once said that, that Limu Torah is a level of Nevuah. It's not exactly Nevuah. But when you're immersed in Torah, you want to connect to the author who wrote the Torah. You want to connect with Hashem. It's not just about the wisdom that's in this book. It's about the connection that you have with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. And the Kodesh Baruch Hu actually speaks to you through the learning, through your head. Rav Cook mentions this, that one of the ways Hashem speaks to us is through our seichel, through our intelligence. And so when we apply ourselves and immerse ourselves in the Asik B'Torah, Hashem speaks to us. In addition to that, what really is the meaning of interpretation? In high school, uh, one of the subjects, secular subjects, that I really didn't do so well in is uh, English literature. And that was because uh, my teacher would say, over the weekend, read Great Gatsby for Monday's class for discussion, which was just one I wanted to do over the weekend. And then on Monday, the teacher would say, okay, class, did you notice that Fitzgerald wrote in the chapter here the scene where he sees this, uh, the character sees a green light flashing across the bay. What does that mean? I was a bit of a difficult student, and I said, well, I think he was just looking out of his cottage window. He saw a green light. He saw it over the bay. He said, hey, I like this. It looks good. He threw it in. She said, no. I said, what do you mean, no? She said, I'll tell you, the green light is go, the flashing is hesitation, the water is instability. And she gave this big drasha, this big interpretation. And I said, how do you know that? How do you know this, what Fitzgerald says? Did you ever meet him? Did he ever tell you that? We, so, so anyways, I flunked the course. Bad, bad attitude. But the truth is that why can't we say the same thing in Torah? So many mefarshim and so many interpretations, and there's more Torah and more Torah, and, and a new book's being written. Is this Torah? Is this considered Torah? Well, the difference between learning Fitzgerald's work, The Great Gatsby, or immersion in Torah is, uh, I don't know what Fitzgerald meant. I have nothing to do with the guy. But when it comes to immersing yourself in Torah, you are a neshama. And what is a neshama? A neshama is a chelik elokamimal. A neshama is a little bit, a chelik, an aspect, a facet of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. That means a little part of a Kodesh Baruch Hu is learning his own wisdom. And so when you plug into Torah, you, that you're a little bit of the author, is immersed in the Torah, and Hashem can speak and may even, and, and reveal to you understandings. So that's La Sokpidivei Torah. So the first bracha tells us how does a person succeed in being Makabal Torah every day in their life, receiving Torah in every day? It has to be immersion. It can't just simply be reading a bunch of books. It's immersing yourself. It's asking yourself, what do I think this Pasuk means? What does this Midrash say to me? Of course, I look at the Mepharshim. Of course, we look at the Mepharshim. But we also have to ask ourselves, what is the Kaddish Baruch Hu saying to us? The next bracha, Please, Hashem, make the words of Torah sweet in our mouths. And the mouths of the nation of Israel. And we and our children and our children's children, the children of Am Yisrael. We will all know your name. We will all know your Torah. We will all learn your Torah. 
Baruch Hashem, blessed are you Hashem, Hamilamit Torah He who is teaching right now his Torah to his nation Israel. This is quite amazing. What does this mean? We are praying, we are asking, please Hashem make Torah sweet. What, what, what does that mean? What, what does that got to do with anything? Make Torah clear. What, why is it so important that Torah should be sweet? What is sweetness? Sweetness is something very subjective. Taste is something that uniquely connects to you. You know, in every, uh, well, I think in every uh, synagogue, uh, there's always the candy man, you know, which is actually an uh, a undercover dentist. And the, the candy man gives kids candy. Uh, so my daughter, when she would go to the candy man, uh, she would look at him with her big brown eyes and she'd say, you don't have any olives? Because well, she didn't like candy. She liked olives. So everybody has a different taste. I think this is interesting that we should start Torah off and we should ask Hashem that it should be sweet in our mouths. Because taste is something very personal, something that relates uniquely to me. And then it says, and we and our children and our children's children. In other words, we've been trying to figure out the secret to Jewish continuity. The secret to Jewish continuity is right here. Our Chachamim, our sages told us the secret of Jewish continuity. The secret is Vaharavna, make it sweet, keep it sweet, keep it positive. I mean, Baruch Hashem, all my children are passionately involved in Torah life. And uh, my daughter, who now lives in Hebron, and Baruch Hashem, she's blessed with a number of children, but she's seeing kids go off the derech from families, from very good families, and she said, you know, Abba, it's very strange. I, I, it bothers me so much. I see so many kids going off the derech, and they're from beautiful families. Many kids from parents who are who who, who's, who are learned, fathers are rabbanim, mothers are rabbanot, rabbaniot. And how are they going off the derech? And I'm afraid. How will I know my kids won't go off the derech? What is it that you and Ima did that uh, that inspired all of us to so be so passionate and embrace Torah in such a real way? And I never really thought about that. And, uh, and, and, uh, and I really what came to my mind, because it really was our philosophy, is to keep it positive, to keep it sweet. I would never, ever use Torah in a way where I would yell at my kids, you didn't do this, what, you didn't make a bracha, you know, yeah, or did you learn? I always wanted to keep positive and happy and joyous. Keep it sweet. If you keep it sweet, of course they're going to want to keep learning and living a Torah life. Because it's sweet, and how could it not be? It's the most amazing gift. And my daughter said, "You know, Abba, it's so true." Because every Friday morning, when we would get out of when we get out of seminary, uh, the girls would start talking about what they're going to do right after dinner Friday night. They're all going to meet, and they said to my daughter Naima, uh, "You know, so what time would you like to meet?" She says, "What are you talking about?" And well, we're all getting together after dinner. She says, "I'm staying home." And she said, I like staying home. I like being at Shabbos with my family. I like staying. But she said, a lot of my friends couldn't wait to get away from the Shabbos table. I remember I was at somebody's home, a very successful man in business, from guy, and at the Shabbos table, turns to his son and says, Shlaimi, give us a Dvar Torah. Boy was a little bit embarrassed. He said, Abba, I, I don't have a Dvar Torah. He says, Shlaimi, please, the rabbi is here. Rabbi Aaron is here. I want a Dvar Torah. Boy was uncomfortable. He said, Abba, I, I don't have a Dvar Torah. The father turns to me and says, you know, Rabbi, I pay something like $25,000 for his yeshiva education. I can't get a lousy Torah from him. I couldn't believe it. Embarrassing the boy in public. Keep it sweet. Keep it sweet. 
This is also the idea that we're asking Hashem that, you know, it's just like the same thing we ask, give us our portion in your Torah. And we and our children, if it's positive, if it's sweet, and continuity will be guaranteed. We and our children, our children will know your name. This is unbelievable. This has just told us the goal of learning Torah. The goal of learning Torah is to know Hashem's name. Is there anybody that doesn't know Hashem's name? It takes decades and decades of immersion in Torah to know Hashem's name. Yeah, because what it means to know Hashem's name is that I know that I can call to Hashem and He will be there for me. Because that's what a name is. A name is all about relationship. And if a person is learning Torah and living mitzvahs, but they don't feel they have a relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, then the very basis of it all is missing. It's about a connection to Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's about Deveikas with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And wherever you mention my name, a Kaddish Baruch Hu says, I will be there. We will learn Torah Lishma. One of the understandings of learning Torah Lishma is for the sake of Torah that we want to marbitz Torah, we want to bring more chidushim in the world. Another idea of learning Torah Lishma was just love it. We're not doing it because we're trying to get a degree. We're not doing it because we think we're going to make a living out of it. We're doing it because we love it. We just love it. You know, it's not because we're hoping that it's going to give us something in the future. It's because we know it's giving us something in the present right now. It's a Kaddish Baruch Hu connection. Baruch HaTashem, blessed are you Hashem, who is milamet Torah Israel, you who are teaching right now. Are you tuning into that? But right now, Hashem is teaching us Torah. And, the, and so the first bracha tells us in order to receive Torah, you have to be immersed. The second bracha is telling us in order to receive Torah, keep it sweet and know your goals. Your goals is to know Hashem, to connect to Hashem, and learn and love Torah for the sake of learning Torah, because just relationship, there's no purpose to a relationship beyond the relationship. Love is its own reason and justification to connect to Kaddish Baruch Hu through learning the Torah in the last bracha. Baruch HaTashem Eloikeinu Melech HaOlam Asher Bacharbanim Mikolam Imen Atalat HaTorah Torah Baruch HaTashem Noten HaTorah The last criteria for us to receive Torah is to know that we are Amnifchar. And what does it mean that we're Amnifchar? We have a responsibility to the world. Hashem said to Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, you will be a conduit of blessing to the world. And so Hashem entrusted us, notain Torah, Hashem entrusted us with Torah so that we should be a conduit of blessing to all of mankind. A lot of people don't understand that. They think that the chosenness of the Jewish people is a privilege. It is a privilege. But more than that, it's an obligation. We need to learn Torah with a sense of responsibility to the world. Hashem is entrusted with Torah. Our goal is to be a tzion. And one of the understandings of a tzion, you know, like when a person never passes away and we have a tzion, it's, 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 a, it's a monument. It tells us something about it. A tzion is to be a role model, to be inspiring people. And so when we learn Torah just for our own sakes, for our own sipuk, but we don't understand that we as Klai Yisrael have a mission to the world to be a, 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 a conduit of bracha to the world. So the chosenness of Jewish people tells us that we have a mission. And that mission isn't just personal, and that mission isn't just national. That mission is international. I want to wish you all a Chag Sameach. You should be Mekabal the Torah B'Simcha. And we should all be Kabbal Torah B'Simcha. And thank you so much for sharing. This is Rabbi David Aaron Rosh Hashiva of Araita.
Shalom, shalom from Yerushalayim. Ke'ishachon, oy oy v'leibet, kunam, kunam.